longer a question of will they or won't they. With a series of moves and announcements, Amazon is diving into the healthcare industry. Welcome to the Dynamic High Five Podcast. I'm Mindy McGrath, healthcare industry learning lead and public health sector advisor, and I'm joined by my friends, co-hosts, and fellow healthcare industry enthusiasts, Ryan Hummel, executive at Dynamic, and Mike Catone, manager at Dynamic. Hey, everybody. Just a reminder that the Dynamic High Five podcast is our take on specific healthcare topics that are real, they're relevant, and worth discussing. We view the healthcare industry as five interwoven sectors, and we'll be exploring topics relevant to one or many of these sectors in these podcasts. The Amazon Berkshire Hathaway and J.P. Morgan Chase announcement of a new venture focused on modernizing health benefits through the use of technology confirms that employer titans want some change to the healthcare system. Today, we will break down the various moves that Amazon has made to encroach the healthcare market and what healthcare leaders should be considering as non-traditional entrants try to disrupt the status quo. And stick around for our parting thought. It's that interesting thing that we've seen, heard, or read that we're interested in sharing with you. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Hey, Mike. Ryan. Hey, Mindy. Mindy. How are you? So I, I think, you know, for a little kick things off topic, we always exhaust the food dialogue. So I thought what we'd do is in light of the topic of Amazon and knowing what Amazon has brought to the table uh, for us as consumers, I wanted to think about the past and some things that you've purchased, consumed, bought, rented, where you've actually had to get out of your house, walk to wherever that is, and purchase that. And what you think of some behaviors that have changed since the Amazon effect has taken place. I will go first because it's near and dear to my heart. Uh, dog food. So dog food, running out of dog food used to be uh, an exercise of urgency. You scooped the last dog food for my two best friends who are my dogs and <clears throat> bam, you, you run out of dog food and you have to serve them like chicken from your refrigerator. That might not be so bad. I know, right? <laughs> they, they enjoyed when we had a dog, a dog food. But now uh, with the Amazon effect, I press a button when I'm down to my last quarter of dog food and the next day, it is at my doorstep. It's like, it, you know, you, you take it for granted, but it's pretty amazing. It and is It is great. And my dog food is in my pantry. I run out of it sometimes, but I also run out of other things that are in my pantry. And when I'm in my pantry, I can just yell out, Alexa, order dog food, or Alexa, order crispy wheats. And the best part about it is it knows my order history, knows what I like to buy, and then it shows up on my doorstep two days later. That's so next level. It's next level. I'm not even, soon I'll just be able to connect it directly to the Amazon interface that's, that's right. embedded within me. Yeah, well, I'm all about the shoes. So <laughs> when you see a big semi pulling up to my driveway, yeah. you know I've ordered about a thousand <laughs> pairs of shoes to try on um, online, and that's made it very easy to and convenient. Um, so I think that's how it's changed my behavior. Right, and we know that it's going to change the healthcare behavior as well. And I think it's clear from recent moves that we've seen that companies like Apple, Google, Microsoft and now Amazon, see the healthcare industry really as this opportunistic market for disruption. I mean, last year, if you think back late, you know, at the latter part of last year, the conversation about Amazon really centered on whether the company would pursue opportunities specifically in the pharmacy supply chain. Um, they also pursued entry, as we've seen, into medical supplies and just recently, they introduced uh, an OTC pharmacy line of products. 
So if that were not enough, um, even more recently than that, they had a really significant announcement of a healthcare partnership that they were creating with Berkshire Hathaway and with J.P. Morgan Chase. Um, and it's either going to be a major disruptor that everyone in the industry has been awaiting, or frankly, if they don't do it right, it's going to mean very little except to the three companies involved who are really all wrestling with a common problem in employer-sponsored care, and that is the healthcare spending for their employees and the health of their employees is just taking more and more away from the bottom line. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think the news that Amazon, Berkshire Hathaway, and J.P. Morgan Chase are entering the healthcare industry really had me kind of stop and ponder what it would mean for the industry. Will it lead to some much-needed disruption and investment? Or is it going to be more of the same of what we've seen in the past, where we've seen these kind of dabblers, as I call them, that haven't really been able to break through and actually disrupt? I mean, could this be a prelude to bigger plans to actually undercut the dominance of those intermediaries in the country's complex health care system? And we've talked about the role of intermediaries a lot. Mm -hmm. So we've had some time to come up for air since this big announcement. My question to you guys is, does it serve as a wake-up call for the industry? Well, Mindy, I think it's a really fascinating development, and there aren't a lot of details about the venture, but you can see that people are talking about this concept, and I think one of the biggest reasons for that is the, the sheer size of Amazon, the, the scale and sort of our, the impact in our daily lives, and also their track record for actually changing the game in other industries. And people will speculate about what this healthcare venture will actually do. But we know that the trio is teaming up to address the healthcare needs of their 2.4 million employees and their family members. And knowing Amazon, that's probably just the start of it. Yeah, and Mike, I'll add that it's not surprising that Amazon's entering this this world and want to get their make their name into this healthcare industry because we all know that it's ripe for innovation. And we know that because we look at other big giants that Amazon is competing with. Uh, Google has made no secret of the fact that it wants to get involved and shake up the sector as well. And they've had a, sp a spin out of Verily Life Sciences. Uh, Apple, another big, huge, everyone knows company as well, has been trying to get into this mix. And they've recently announced a move to open up health clinics for its employees. Um, there's opportunity for disruption everywhere, and there's opportunities, as Mindy mentioned earlier, for these large employers to really focus and tackle on some pressing issues with employee health. Yeah, between the announcement from these three corporate titans and some of the other moves that Amazon has been making, this should really create pause for healthcare leaders to contemplate what Amazon's impact actually may be, and definitely what it has the potential to become. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know what? There certainly has been no shortage of really, I think, energetic levels of debate on what the impact of this this trio coming together actually means. I mean, some proponents are really touting this move as naturally disruptive, while there's a lot of skeptics out there that maintain that if you look at the U.S. healthcare system, it's just very way too complex and and almost set up to be insulated from disruption. Mm -hmm. um, healthcare, I mean, we all, all know this, like healthcare is a unique and, and extremely hard to understand industry in the US. And the incentive structures have been traditionally structured to actually protect 
practices that have been placed for a while. Um, so I think where people are landing on this right now is that they're either excited, they're scared, but I think it's almost too soon to tell. So what we're hearing a lot right now is just almost a collective curiosity around which direction this will go. I mean, I think the movement of traditional healthcare players and non-traditional entrants has felt really somewhat continuous over the last year. I mean, the pace of, of new entrants coming into the market has been incredibly And every rapid. day you hear a new rumor, right? Right, right, right. And Amazon is really moving into this industry where the lines between you know, these traditionally distinct areas of like provider and health plans and life sciences um, and pharmacies are increasingly blurring. Uh, we've seen numerous big moves, as as you just mentioned, Ryan. Um, namely, CVS is making a bid to acquire Aetna. We've seen Humana make a bid to to acquire Kindred Health. Um, we have Cigna, who really jumped into the fray more recently with an announcement that they were going to buy the country's largest PBM in Express Scripts. I think what's so interesting about the Amazon, Berkshire Hathaway, J.P. Morgan venture, to me, is that there are no healthcare companies in this deal. And that's intriguing um, on many levels. And I think it goes back to, you know, Amazon's CEO, Jeff Bezos, basically said that um, they're approaching this with the idea that success here is going to require really almost a beginner's mind, which makes me believe that they probably tossed around some ideas and they want to test it in an environment, meaning their employee group that is pretty much going to be clear of the confines that we typically see in the healthcare industry. Yeah, and I think this may also be an indicator of just how frustrated employers are with the state of the U.S. healthcare system and the rapidly you know, spiraling tr- cost of treatment. It's really a fascinating opportunity, and we, really, we haven't really seen a huge dramatic change in healthcare in a long time. And with rising healthcare prices sort of in not only on the minds of administrators and plans and payers, but these are challenges that have worked their way into our common vernacular and our common sort of debate and discussion about these in the public sphere. It's it's top of mind for a lot of people. And we've seen this before, attempts by new players to attack an inefficient, intractable web of providers, insurers, intermediaries, and pharmaceutical companies. And the best measure of success of the venture that they're working on may ultimately be how many pieces of the traditional health plan infrastructure these companies can manage to replace with their own. The more that new entrants like this trio chip away at a third-party administrators, pharmacy benefit managers, and the like, the more disruptive they could be. Yeah, and, and we've been speaking a lot about intermediaries. So, you know, it comes directly from the CEO, Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett himself, when he stated that this venture will be much bigger than rolling out an app and negotiating better deals with current intermediaries. Um, The challenge that skeptics raise, and Mindy, you've raised it already today a few times, is that this venture is taking on a multi-trillion dollar industry that has insulated itself well from disruptive innovation in the past. And I, I would argue that it may not necessarily be their fault, right? We talk about providers and health systems that have razor thin margins. And so the reality is their current state allows them only can do so much and and can only so cost employers can wring out of the system, right? So so then consider this incentive structure of the healthcare system and, ha- and then it becomes very clear that this 
this triad of Amazon, Berkshire Hathaway, and J.P. Morgan Chase will have a very different approach with healthcare and to healthcare, with very different incentive structures, and therefore have a different definition of value. So, I'd like to ask Mike. Like, I'm curious, what stood out to you about this venture? Well. The incentive structure, it's really interesting, and that's probably the thing that stands out the most sort of on its head. And specifically, they came out with a statement that the venture was going to be free from profit and the constraints that come with that. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a nonprofit mm-hmm. uh, entity, but it really is interesting, and they called profit motive specifically out when, when talking about tackling this problem. And that makes me that makes it seem to me like that's the area in which they think a lot of the problems are exists. endemic, yep. are, are actually coming from that profit motivation. And it seems like that is the main focus that they're going to to try and uh, turn the dial on a little bit to see if you if you remove that or you reduce it across certain aspects, you can actually improve the the service that's being delivered. Yeah, and I would say this venture just feels really different to me for a couple of reasons. The first is timing, and the second is the power of the players. So if we just think about timing, I mean, the state of the healthcare system right now is truly in limbo. When you look at what's happened over the course of the last year with efforts to repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act and to chip away at, or not even chip away, but I really kind of restructure the way that certain types of policies and programs actually work. So it feels like just that state of limbo is probably at the greatest that it's ever been. I mean, it's, the industry is ripe for disruption. Our system costs way too much. The incentives are misaligned. And the fragmentation has just created so much complexity and waste in the system. And while parts of the Affordable Care Act really remain law of the land, other aspects have been virtually disabled. Um, So I think there's pressure to address things like drug pricing and significant uncertainty on what's going to happen in the individual markets. I mean, we've seen CMS actually make an announcement recently that they want to actually wind down the national um, healthcare market exchange and push it back out to the state. So those are really, really big aspects of how the healthcare system currently works right now that are, you know, front and center stage in terms of headlines. And the other thing I would say is like, you look at just clinicians and the delivery of care. We have very, very high burnout levels. Um, and hospitals, I mean, you talked about providers and and their margins. And in many cases where hospitals um, lo- are basically losing money, I mean, they're, they're not operating in a profit mode at all. And I think the majority of individuals who use this system find it really difficult to navigate. And even more critical, they simply just can't afford their medical bills. And so we've reached this tipping point and are looking for fresh solutions. And I think that's why it sets up like very good timing for this type of a venture. And the second is just look at the power of the players. I mean, Amazon's impact on every industry it touches has been virtually transformative if, if we really look at it. Look at how they fundamentally altered things like retailing, um, you know, they really own the retail shopping experience. They have strong distribution services. I mean, that's really in their wheelhouse. Um, the cloud services and things like voice assistance, which Mike talked about using Alexa, and this is really core to their business. 
But I think, you know, maybe even more importantly than that, they have really found the combination for how you engage a consumer. And we have been talking in the healthcare industry a lot about patients as consumers. So I think when you think about Amazon, it's really part of a consumer's everyday life. And Amazon has been extremely successful, not only engaging the consumer, but they've also been successful in engendering trust and want to be able to supply everything to the world and pull through those, those things that are ordered by you know, consumers at a discount. So I think while healthcare is vastly different from retail, there's no denying like they, they're not even remotely similar. The consumer experience obsession that Amazon has and their ability to, I'd say, like activate and engage consumers, I think is is transferable, mm-hmm. um, right? Because the healthcare system is really struggling trying to figure out how to do both of those things. How do you engage the consumer and how do you engender trust? And when I look at Amazon's assets between Amazon Prime, Amazon Fresh, you know, Amazon Flex, Amazon Go, and and their web services, um, they just have a, such a broad array of solutions that they will probably find creative ways to bring to the table. Then you have J.P. Morgan Chase, which is this massive financial services company with tons of consumer data, credit options, loyalty programs. I mean, they also are an organization that has been extremely successful in figuring out how you engage your customer. Mm -hmm. And then thirdly, when you look at um, Berkshire Hathaway, it's really this conglomerate of different companies, but they include insurance and reinsurance. Uh, So I think the venture, you know, while it will initially be focused on reducing employee healthcare costs within the, the confines of those three companies, if it's successful, then perhaps we see them doing more. But the power of those three combined and the fact that they all have a very common like perspective that this is going to take a while. This is not something, this venture is not going to immediately impact healthcare overnight. They all have very long-term views of the companies that they run today, but also within this venture. Mm-hmm. Another aspect that really makes this venture feel different to me is the climate of dissatisfaction from the consumers across all of the sectors that it's that it's looking to impact. And you know, it might it might be the fact that there are perceived limits on how much a patient can be a consumer, but the concept of consumerism will undoubtedly be woven into the way that this structure is set up and how they operate business practice business practices. And you know, I could I could see Amazon who's built a multi-billion dollar business with its personalized recommendation engine uh, while being cognizant of any uh, HIPAA regulations they might need to abide by uh, within that recommendation engine, I could really see them taking like a general population health approach um, to managing their workforce. And then you could see how that would naturally extend out to their user base that they already have tons and tons of data on. And, you know, in the future, if we as consumers of the healthcare industry had personalized on demand access to relevant resources aligned with incentives. For participating on our health activities, uh, one day shipping, if you hit 10,000 steps a day, uh, that's just an example of something that seems wild, but you're you're bringing together a company that has the ability to both monitor and reward you for that kind of activity. And it, it's thinking about those like sort of perks and ways that you might be able to give consumers greater access to a variety of health services, but you're also giving them like a real tangible financial stake in managing their own health. 
Yeah, and I think you're you're right. Like the products and services, what whatever the solutions are that this trio ends up introducing, I think the epicenter of all of that is going to be based on a a perspective from the consumer. What is the consumer need? What is they what do they want? And I think that each one of these organizations has done a really good job independently on on um, building really strong capabilities when it comes to consumerism. So I think you're absolutely right. Is like you have dissatisfied consumers in a healthcare industry that's really not working for them. Um, it's going to be really interesting to me to see how they roll out solutions that are much more oriented to helping consumers figure out how to navigate, how to learn, and how to stay engaged in their own health. Yeah, no, I I won't add too much to this conversation because I was going to say the exact same thing that. <clears throat> The beauty of this of this triumvirate titan group forming is that in their own individual silos, they've found a way to understand the how and and why customers engage, and they and they've created this portal for that. And I think there's this unknown in the healthcare industry on um, or, or it's something that doesn't exist in totality, and that is the rationale and reason to engage. And it's the sweet spot, not just for Amazon, but it's the sweet spot for Chase, and it's a sweet spot for Berkshire Hathaway. And maybe Amazon's a little more public about it, but all three of them, in their own way, to your point, have created this this great consumerism selling point that you know can bring to the healthcare industry. And what they've done is they've given one continuous experience, and that is something that the healthcare industry desperately needs. It's a very desperate system, and um, I'm excited to see what that looks like. Yeah, and I think there's considerable speculation right now about how this venture plays out. Uh, it's going to be critical, I think, for the trio to really take a fundamental look at our healthcare system. And and I think they've already done this by recognizing that the system has a lot of broken parts and pieces to it. Uh, and that if they are going to drive impactful change, it's going to have to be more than just relying on leveraging their purchasing power to negotiate better deals. And I, all three CEOs have actually acknowledged that. I'm not sure that the announcement should have everyone in the healthcare industry on their heels, but really watching the progress and how, you know, how this trio starts to form their efforts. I think it's going to be incumbent for healthcare leaders not to, not to wait too long, um, but they need to start really assessing what does this mean. Healthcare is about to be disrupted by three companies that, like you said, Mindy, aren't in the healthcare industry now. And if you're a healthcare company and you thought your competition was coming from the healthcare company down the street or uh, adjacent to you from a zip code standpoint, that's totally blown out of the water. Your 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 competition is now the this huge giant corporation that has access to millions and millions and millions of people on a regular basis and have them interacting with them. They have access to their insurance uh, in, insurance records and their banking records and their purchasing records. And you can learn a lot about people and how you might be able to to benefit them from that information. And the healthcare leaders are really going to want to remember, they might not want to, but they're going to need to remember what Amazon has done to other industries. Uh, you can ask Borders, for example, if you mm -hmm. want to know what they did to the... Uh, you actually the, can't, right? You can't, yeah, try, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure there's some sort of legacy context yeah. still up. Sorry, any big Borders fans out there? Um, but Amazon's really found a way to change the game uh, across all of the industries that it encountered and entered into and chose to enter into. And it really is going to make folks 
have to maybe reconsider their business model in part or, or as a whole. Yeah, and I think there's an aspect to this whole venture that almost has like a let's keep you guessing type of aspect to it. I mean, that's kind of been Amazon's MO for years is we'll give you enough to get you excited. Uh, but as a business leader in the healthcare industry, there's just not enough information out there to really know what they're going to do. But standing still is not an option either. And I think here's the reality. I mean, the industry, healthcare industry, we know is too big to fail. Um, and not everybody is going to be able to stay healthy. People are still going to need doctors and drugs uh, as part of the, the delivery of care. And so even when this trio starts to introduce solutions, it doesn't mean that everybody's going to you know, always be in the wellness spectrum or be able to alleviate all of the diseases or injuries or illnesses that they deal with. So there are still going to be needs for health care. Um, but I think there's going to be some other tensions that arise as a result of what this trio um, offers out there that that is going to make, as Mike said, healthcare leaders have to think about what, what does that mean for their strategy? What does it mean for their business model? I will not be surprised if this announcement is the first of many plays that we see Amazon make in healthcare. They've already entered into the med supply space, um, and now they have the branded OTC line that I um, talked about earlier. And the encirclement of this industry is real, and health plans probably may be facing the same upheaval that Amazon brought to retailers. I mean, separately, I think Amazon potentially will still enter into the pharmacy um, supply chain area because they have been um, quietly hiring away pricing experts in the ph pharmacy supply chain for a while now. Um, so I think that's still very conceivable. They have also been applying for licenses, pharmacy licenses in states. Um, you wouldn't be doing that, right, if you weren't thinking about some play in, in that space as well. Um, so I think there's a lot of things here that, that Amazon is quietly doing to really encroach or enter into the market at a variety of different angles. Moves like this force the healthcare organizations to consider who they are today and who they need to be in the future, and what it takes to activate and keep customers. Disrupting healthcare is going to be a big undertaking. But look at the track record of the three companies just involved in terms of really getting things done. This entity really probably starts as a health plan for their employees. And if it works, then it, you know it's very likely it gets commercialized for other folks to join in on the marketplace. There are significant regulations that will need to be met. But I really suspect that they've already thought about this and are willing to take the chance and willing to enter in in this because they see the potential for such an enormous upside. Yeah, and and from a healthcare executive uh, perspective, you know, I think we all really hope that they're taking a, a real close look of this of this effect that we've been speaking of because um, we know it's not going to be business as usual tomorrow. And 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 I think when you get mired into the day to day, especially if we talk about providers. Um, you, you get stuck, right, as executives. So, so turning a blind eye to this may be a bad move, and to believe that it's not going to be happening is a risky is a risky belief. But you you mentioned Mindy about the cross sector perspective on this venture, and I think you hit on a lot of good points. I'd say that intermediaries and health plans will also be feeling more pressure 
of getting carved out of the system. You've already mentioned that Amazon has acquired some pharmacy licenses in some states. So it's not only not difficult to imagine, it's pretty clear that they're actively going to jump into this into this world of pharmacy supply chain and try to pull through some of these rebates and deals that they've done in other industries. Um, and from a healthcare technology perspective, the name of the game will be consumer-oriented tools, AI, education, engagement, and motivation. And we've talked a lot about providers, but managing a population is critical. I think it's something that the provider landscape has done a lot of work on in the last decade, but they know that there's so much open field to do a better job. So we see that as a as a prime target for this um, venture. And ultimately, Amazon and its partners that we've mentioned are going to succeed where others have failed or stumbled. And these healthcare organizations that we know very well need to account for what the Amazon's effect will be on the way that they do things going forward. Yeah, I think there's one more reason that this initiative is also worth paying attention to. Consider that our healthcare system is built on an employer-sponsored insurance model. Roughly half of our population is covered under this framework. And to date, I mean, employers have been engaged. We hear, we've heard a lot of griping from employers, obviously, about the cost of health care. Um, but we haven't seen them get this intimately involved before. I think Amazon, Ber- Berkshire Hathaway, and J.P. Morgan Chase could, and I use the word could, be signaling that employers are ready to get much more involved in trying to address not only the health of their employees, but trying to figure out this this problem that we have with having healthcare costs that seem so so runaway um, for a lot of employers. I mean, clearly, there are some very smart people that are running this trio uh, that see some kind of opportunity. Now for our parting thoughts. Mike, why don't you kick us off? Mindy, something that's really been on my mind lately is data. And I don't mean data in terms of sort of the the mega the mega assumption that goes behind that, which is all the data that's floating out there in the world. I mean my data. And when you think about the scandal that Facebook has been embroiled in over the past month, month and a half with Cambridge Analytica, and they had a lot of misappropriation of user data, I think it really called into question how these companies who gather a lot of data on us are using it, and also who's benefiting from that. I've heard, and you guys probably have as well, that people say data is the new oil. In my mind, I'm thinking I might be getting ripped off because I'm the well. If data is the new oil, then I'm the well. And these companies are extracting data from me and from you and from Ryan and they're using they're using it to benefit their business goals. I'm thinking about a future where my data is actually benefiting me. And it could be a indirect financial incentive. So go back to the uh, 10,000 steps, gets me one day free shipping. That's a benefit to me. That's something that Amazon is using, could be using to manage population health, but they're also providing me uh, a financial benefit by giving me one-day shipping versus their normal two-day shipping. Now, all of the different platforms that have access to my data could be doing the same thing for me. And it's really interesting. I think we're going to start to see consumers push back on the use of their data and maybe start to demand a little bit more sovereignty over it 
and demand some actual benefit from it rather than just being served uh, specific types of products or advertising. And health data specifically is really, really important. And that, I think, has huge potential in terms of actually uh, having a, a good profit off of it for myself. Yeah, the what's in it for me. Yes. Interesting. Big thoughts from Mike Catone. He loves that one-day shipping. I know, exactly. So I'll go next. Um, I just read a re- an article recently from CNBC on the pace and the size of mega deals so far in 2018. I know it felt like a lot in the healthcare industry, and my thinking was actually confirmed that there has been a lot. So in the first three months of 2018, there were over 3,700 deals globally, totaling about $890 billion. So far this year, there have been $393 billion invested just in U.S. companies. Um, Jonathan Klonowski, who's a research editor at uh, Merger Market, suggests that Amazon's move in the healthcare market Uh, late in 2017, has actually been a chief catalyst for the deal-making. So it was a really interesting article. Um, I'm glad it confirmed my thinking that it feels like the world is spinning in healthcare right now. Uh, And I would say just check it out if you get a chance. Yeah, what what a great time to be exploring and navigating this healthcare space, really. Uh, My my parting thought... I feel like I go to this well, excuse the expression a lot, but you know we have a passion here around home health care and home infusion, and there's been a recent uh, ruling by the CMS on how they reimburse certain home care um, services. And historically, for those of you that don't know, Medicare Advantage plans have not included uh, things like a wheelchair ramp or a dehumidifier for home services. And uh, just recently, the CMS reinterpreted the standards for health-related supplemental benefits. It's been on a lot of the news sites that I read, and they are now changing that stance. And so what does this mean? So we're talking about the Amazon effect, right? So things like a dehumidifier or, or things to help your social determinant status that you would never think would be reimbursed if you were under a Medicare Advantage plan could and, and probably will start to be reimbursed starting in t- 2019. So that really turns the home care world uh, around a little bit because things that you didn't often think were reimbursable, so therefore patients who are typically um, may not have the money to afford, will now be able to be reinforced. And that could really do a STEM change the way we're treating folks that are being treated at home. So very excited to see what that looks like in the next year. And I know we'll have more details as, as this ruling becomes more flushed out. Great. So this concludes today's High Five podcast, and we want to hear from you about today's episode or other topics that may be on your mind. Please feel free to contact us at 267-930-4711 and share your message. For additional conversation about the work that we're doing in the healthcare industry or a deeper follow-up on how Vynamic might assist you with your business initiatives, please contact us at highfive@vynamic.com. And for links on anything that we talked about today, visit the episode's podcast description on your favorite podcast app. And until our next cast, have a great day.